0: Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Famously known for the phrase, discipline equals freedom. In this video, I'm going to break down the seven greatest tips from the book so that you can start applying them to your life and start having more discipline and more freedom. So let's get into it. Number one. Well, the, uh, the the pretext for this the, the whole book in in total is about Jocko Willink is a navy seal it's very military based there's a lot of military examples um so if you're into that I kind of kind of lost me a little bit with the relatability to it like you can totally relate to it but it just kind of rambled on a bit too much about military stuff so it's not specifically a personal development book it's like I think he kind of wrote it with the intention of the sergeants in the military and the Navy and all this sort of thing to read it. So just um, bear that in mind if you are going to get this book. Apart from that, I'm about to tell you the seven best tips that you can take from the book. So number one, take responsibility for yourself and others. So Jocko talks more about taking responsibility for your team, for your own actions, right? So he talks about an example in the book, a story about there's five team members on this uh, expedition, on this um, little hunt or uh, mission, this little mini mission they went on and something went wrong. And then they got back and then the sergeant came up and he said, okay, what went wrong? And then one guy says, hey, it was my fault, I did this. And then the next guy says, no, 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 it was me. And then the next person, no, 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 it was me. And then finally the team leader goes, no, no, you guys, it was me. Okay, so that's what Jocko says. It's like the, the whatever that expression is, the weight of the buck falls on the leader. So the leader, no matter what happens, takes the full grunt of of what's, what's happened. So there's a bit of a double standard because it's like when the leader, I feel, does a, a great job, the leader praises, usually, the team. And the leader, if the leader does well, then the team gets all the credit. But if the team does bad, then the leader gets the blame. Now, this is the double standard that falls upon the leader. The leader, I feel... Um, if you've listened to my my video, my podcast, take no credit, take no blame. Ego is the enemy. Uh, that's kind of explaining it. It's like, hey, don't don't take credit for the team doing well. Don't take blame necessarily. I think, but go in and say, hey guys, I I could have done this 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 better, okay. I feel like you did this well, you could have done. That. And then also giving feedback. So not just saying like, oh, hey guys, it was all my fault. None of you could have done anything to improve, but saying, hey, I fucked this up, um, but I also did this well. So having a balance. Okay, uh, Greg, you over there, I think what you could have done better was X. And then what you did well was reload the bullets, right? So it's it's not just, uh, I feel they'd lose that point in the book. It's like, no, 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 a leader doesn't, something went wrong and the leader takes, well, it's my fault, end of story. It's like, no, you debrief the team and you say, yes, it's my responsibility because I'm in charge of the team. I should have had a better plan and communicated it better with every individual inside the group. So yeah, I go a step further than just taking responsibility for yourself and your team. I love the quote from Dostoevsky, which I'm going to read to you about responsibility. There is only one way to salvation, and that is to make yourself responsible for all men's sins. As soon as you make yourself responsible in all sincerity for everything and for everyone, you will see at once that this is really so and that you are are in fact to blame for everyone and all things. So, I also said this in another book, in the Tao Te Ching, and Aristotle also says this that the mind. No, it was in the Kabbalion, the that the law of correspondence, the world, the universe, as far as we know, it exists in our mind. Okay, we all see the world completely differently, and the world that we perceive and we experience is individualized to who and is filtered through our past perceptions and our highest values. So what Dostoevsky is saying with this quote, it's like, Hey, fucking be aware that everything you you see in the world is m- made up in your fucking head. Okay. So if you think there's war going on, you're creating that perception in your mind. Okay. And if you start to, f- and everything is connected when, an electron vibrates, the whole universe shakes. A great quantum physicist said that because every, if you look into quantum physics, every single cell and atom and molecule and bit of matter in the universe is all connected. Okay. It's all fucking connected. All right. So I don't know if you believe in that sh- kind of shit, but if we're all connected and something happens across the other side of the world, am I to blame for it? Yes. But on the other end of the spectrum, you are to have credit for it as well. So all the good things that happen, it's your fault. All the bad things that happen, it's your, it's also your fault. So you're getting credit and blame and they cancel each other out. So if you're aware that you create everything in your mind and you create everything in the world because we, the world is created in our mind, then we are responsible for the good things and also the bad things. And they balance each other out and we know that we can't have anything but good and bad love is the synchronous and synchronicity of all opposites so love is the balance between credit and blame good and bad war and peace happiness and sadness challenge and support everything so that's the first one is like take responsibility it's like you're creating this don't don't blame someone else don't blame yourself don't give credit to someone else don't give credit to yourself because then you'll get cocky and self-righteous if you give credit to other people you'll you'll humble yourself too much to a degree that you're not you're not confident in yourself so it's it's the equal and exact opposite and that's a theme that jocko is aware of inside the book which i love he's aware of the law of balance number two mission comes first being a leader is being able to communicate the vision of your mission in terms of your team members' values. Same thing in a business, same thing in a family. Your ability to communicate the crystal clear vision that you have in your mind is going to determine the success of the team or the group or whatever it is. So it's uh, it's focusing on the mission. It's not focusing on, okay, guys, we're going to take route this route, through the desert, around the left side of this hill, and then we're going to come up from the east on the building. And then you get there, and then there's a big windstorm, and you can't go left. That doesn't mean, oh, well, the mission's over. No, 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 the mission comes first. What's the objective of the mission? The objective is to scout and get intel on this building area. Okay, let's go through, let's hike through the mountains. Let's leave a day early. Let's hike through the mountains. Let's fucking get our Belgian Malinois and and get our sniper apples up in the hill and then now we'll come in from the west okay so mission comes first so don't get stuck in the in the plan necessarily get stuck in focusing on how what's the most effective and efficient way for me to achieve the objective which is for the mission so you're breaking your mission down into little baby objectives and then you're focusing on achieving that each objective so don't and don't let your team get all like confused and it's like hey guys the mission comes first mission comes that's what my first mentor one of my first mentors pete tansley has said when he's talking about asked him about like what about girls and all this sort of thing and he said mission comes first don't let don't put the pussy on a pedestal your mission comes first it's you know the habits and which is we're leading into number three which is what you tolerate creates your standards so your standards are also created. Not only from the things that you do well, but also the things that you do bad. So if you if you're tolerating staying up late, swapping on Tinder to try and get a fuck, then you're tolerating that. That becomes your standard is standing up late. You're putting you're, you're putting the pussy on a pedestal. You're not focusing on your mission. Mission comes first. Mission is more powerful than the pussy. I'm saying it here first. You can quote me on that. So what you tolerate creates your standards. That's number three. Number four, be humble. Always be learning. You are not perfect. Check the ego. Jocko does an incredible job of this. He is acutely aware of his intelligence, yet he is so determined to learn as much as he can, and he sees every opportunity to learn. He sits back in a conversation. He listens. He takes in everything. He knows that the power of value is in scarcity. He says less. He has heard more he listens exactly what are the values what are the things they're talking about what are the problems what goals do they have what's the the most succinct thing that i can say that's going to communicate directly to them and give and 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 be the most effective and efficient words that i can use number 5 prioritize in the navy they have a saying relax look around and make a decision don't get bogged down in all the tiny little fucking bullshit Again, what's the mission? What's the objective? Prioritize the highest priority action. What's the most effective and efficient thing that I can do in order to move me one step closer towards that mission? So it's I, and I I get bogged down in this sometimes, all the tiny little details. And it's like, you know, do I go food shopping today or do I vacuum today? Or do I take the dogs for for just a walk? Or do I just train them? Do I take both dogs? Do I read one book? Do I read two books? Do I read one book for longer? Do I wake up early tomorrow? I'm not, I'm feeling a bit sick. Do I get ice cream time? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the fucking objective? The objective is to do a thousand book reviews. The objective is to travel around Australia. The objective is to have an awesome experience and love and gratitude with Prince. The objective is to be fit, flexible and energetic and have a focused and sharp mind. Okay, am I doing those things? Okay, what's the greatest thing to prioritize? No, 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 I actually am kind of a bit overstimulated at the moment and my body needs a bit more of a rest. Okay, prioritize rest and relaxation. That's the most important thing for you to do right now. Okay, cool. It might be the opposite for you. You feel like you've been sleeping too much. You feel like you've been slacking off too much and watching too much Netflix. Okay, you're, you're prioritizing more challenging work now. Okay, awesome. Just relax, look around. If your mind is clogged up with all this bullshit, you're not going to be able to make a clear decision. Decision, uh, decide comes from the word homicide, patricide, matricide, genocide, all these killing off, right? It means to kill. When you make a decision, you're killing off all the other bullshit. You've made the decision on the priority. The priority means the highest, the one thing. Number six, discipline equals freedom. Like I said, okay, this is where I disagree with Jocko because he says that when the alarm, you're the amount of discipline and freedom that you have is determined by the amount of time that it takes for you to, for your alarm to go off and you to get up. If you're getting up when the alarm goes up, get the fuck up and just go. Okay, this is like the David Goggins fucking warrior type shit where people get burnout and they suppress all their emotions and they end up doing things they things they hate and they end up with a life that um, isn't actually theirs. They're trying to be someone that they're not. So I do agree, you need a balance of pushing yourself and challenging yourself when you do not want to. But if you're constantly getting up to an alarm and you fucking hate getting up to the alarm and you're not inspired, um, then this is what's the point. My One of my other mentors, he said that if you wake up, you don't want to get out of bed, stay the fucking bed. Because if you're not inspired, you're going to fuck everyone up in the business. You might as well just stay in, but there's no point. Just fucking, you might. The, the, just be inspired. So it's a balance between, you know, half the time, a bit more than half the time, where it's kind of figuring out, okay, how inspired am I on each morning at the moment? You know, five out of seven mornings. Okay, let me get that to six. Let me get that to seven. Let me get that to every day in the month. Let me get that, you know, and you kind of work. But if someone's fucking chronically depressed they wake up every morning they don't want to get out of bed okay well it's unrealistic to think that they're going to go from super depressed to fucking super inspired in one day so it's like okay what level of inspired are you at in the morning and then like just build from that so it's it's a mix of both pushing yourself when you don't want to and pushing yourself out of out of that comfort zone into the area of growth because we only grow outside of our comfort zone. But then it's also making sure you are doing your own mental work and spiritual work and focusing on even your health work as well and focusing on goals that are inspiring you. Because if you're not waking up and just like feeling inspired, then you're fucking focusing on the wrong on, on things that aren't as productive and meaningful as they could be. Number seven, the last one, stay with me. This is one of my favorites because he's basically talking about Aristotle and the golden mean. This is the awareness of the dichotomy of leadership. So in order to be a leader, you must not have amount of... So, okay, first of all, the level of leadership that you will be able to have is determined by the amount of support and challenge, criticism and praise that you can handle. You will not be able to get to a level of praise where everyone's praising you if you cannot handle the equal and exact opposite amount of criticism. You cannot be praised unless you're being criticized by someone else or yourself. It is a universal law. It is impossible to break. Someone Donald Trump is a very bright example. People fucking love him. People fucking hate him. All the presidents. All you think of, you know, Nelson Mandela or fucking Mother Teresa. They're people that like, you know, the the sex. Uh <laughs> well Mother Teresa's coming out now. She's part of the sex trafficking in the uh in the Catholicism. She knew that what was going on in the church. Nelson Mandela was known to be cheating on his wife with 14-year-old girls. So anyway, these people are are two-sided, right? Just like everything in the world. And even people like think of the fucking people that were being molested as a result of Nelson Mandela and fucking Mother Teresa, they were criticizing them whereas everyone's praising them i'm sure people that were scamming and cutting off limbs and the terrorists and fucking the gangs that would get they were annoyed at gandhi when gandhi was fucking getting all of them on onto his onto his role okay these are a bit extreme examples but think about um so at the moment i'm doing more like crazy uh sort of things where i'm you know have an afghan hound and i'm training them and i'm training him a lot Was I have people that look at me and go, "Wow, you've gone up the levels so quickly," but then I have other people going, "Uh, "No, you're going too quick. You're going, you need to slow down. You need to make it fun. That's not healthy." I'm going to travel around uh, Australia in a Land Cruiser, and some people go, "Oh my God, you can't do that. You can't quit your job. What are you going to do for money? What are you going to do?" But then other people are praising me. So if you can't handle a level of criticism you're un- unconsciously wired to stool and stagnate your growth. So that's the first thing. So the, the leader will take on the role, the greatest role of dichotomies and will have to navigate through the support and challenge, the criticism and praise. So once they have been sort of blessed with this ability to handle large amounts of praise and criticism, they also have to handle all of the other different Vices and virtues within themselves. So the golden mean basically says that confidence is a virtue and cockiness is a vice. The golden mean is directly in between confidence and cocky, which is certainty. Okay. So if you are certain when you're with your team, you will be able to lead them. If you're confident or arrogant or narcissistic or proud or elated or excited people are gonna be like "Well, that's people are gonna do the opposite in order to balance you out you ever walk in a room and you go i'm the best i'm amazing and people instantly go what a fucking wanker right that's the law of balance you ever see a super hot girl super hot guy walking down the street in your head you go i bet they're a fucking idiot right that's the law of balance you ever are, we're intrinsically wired to follow the natural path of these universal laws the universal law of polarity okay other things that Jocko says in the book be courageous but not foolhardy be competitive but a gracious loser be attentive to details but not too obsessed with them have be strong but have endurance be a leader and a follower be be humble but not passive be aggressive but not overbearing be quiet but not silent be calm but not robotic be close with the troops but not too close oh my god there's so many different laws of balance to handle it's almost like the ability for me to be a leader and inspire others with a cause and lead them on a vision and a mission is determined by by my ability to handle the universal laws. Because when I can connect and get into the rhythm with the universe, I'm more grateful for the beauty that surrounds me. When I'm more grateful, I get more things to be grateful for and I get to share my mission with the world. Oh my God, this is crazy. That was... Extreme, extreme ownership by Jocko Willink. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Subscribe.